And that's why Carlos Quinton is the greatest Padre of all time. We will be accepting no questions at this Unanimous. time. Unanimous. Unanimous decision. I didn't think it could be true, but Tony, the the argument you laid out was fantastic. Staggering. I know. Much like wow. Carlos Quinton himself, staggering. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Zach Grinky. Padres and welcome to episode 47 of Dads Talking Dads. This is a podcast about your favorite baseball team, the San Diego Padres. I am one of those dads talking dads and my name is Johnny. I am joined by my fellow compadres, Joel and Tony. Joel, what has been your saving grace during this quarantine? Uh, We're jumping right into it. Uh, I'm going to say that my saving grace during quarantine has been family. So obviously a lot of us are working from home right now. I'm one of those uh, people I've been working from home for you know a month now since uh, the state is sheltered in place. I'm in California, um, as opposed to you, Johnny, who's in Arizona. And might, in case anybody's wondering why I said that was in California. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, so being able no to just uh, here. take a break and, and walk outside and see my kids playing around in the yard and maybe play with them for a couple minutes or give them a hug or, um, you know, uh, when I'm done with work for the day, just being able to shut my laptop down and I'm instantly home. So I've got, you know, a little bit more time to hang out with, uh, with my wife and my kids and have some family time. It's been great. So, um, and I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, uh, single or don't have kids running around hint, hint for five seconds from now. Um, and so, uh, just having that sort of social connection <laughs> is, is something that, you know, uh, is a bit of a luxury in this new environment. So I, I'd say that's probably been been my saving grace that in video games of course oh yeah video games really help uh it, i i will we'll, we'll get into that in just a second but i know tony you know speaking of as, as joel said uh you don't have kids running around the house during quarantine so what's that like because i have no fucking idea <laughs> uh i probably have a little more free time than you guys have but that's <laughs> That's kind of par for the course, you know? I mean, it it is different, and it also isn't different at the same time. I mean, you guys are home more, but it's filled immediately. And I'm home more, and it's filled immediately just with different activities. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Stir crazy, like everybody is. Just trying to get outside when you can. Um, very jealous of people who have yards, because never oh. has it looked better to just walk outside and have like a private space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, it's one of those things you take for granted that you're finding a million things that you take for granted when you're in quarantine, but um, it's been all right. And in terms of saving grace, probably, I mean, video games are a big one. It's just more, yeah. more of those than ever. But I would say also like cooking at home has been challenging, but rewarding um, the only challenging part really is not getting bored with it in terms of, oh, I could make pizza again, or I could make that pasta I really liked, or I could blah, 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 and kind of 
trying to push to find new things. So this week I'm going to try homemade hamburger buns and then make some burgers. Oh. So we'll see how it goes. But I would say... Mm-hmm. I got. I secured the yeast. I am a yeasty boy now. Mm. <laughs> you can catch um, a documentary about it on Apple TV. <laughs> are you Are you following Seamus Blackley on Twitter? I am not. I don't know who this oh, is. It's some kind of. I, it's It's some kind of account, but but he uh, posts about like yeast and sourdough starters and bread and gives tips mm. and things like that so i think it's mm. seamus blackley or seamus mick, mick blackley I, I can't remember honestly okay yeah sourdough That's... starters are fascinating I, I had no idea that some of them are like generation to generation type heirlooms that you can just keep making yeah multiple loads of sourdough from the same starter for like tens of years dozens of years it's crazy yeah yeah it's like it's like a that's kind of funny. It is like a family heirloom. Like here, here's from your grandma. It's the sourdough starter. It was my first one. And <laughs> like, they have like names and stuff. It's strange. And now I'm passing it to you. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I was even looking online um, at just like because I was I was looking at kind of how it's like a little bit of the science behind it. Not that I'm a chemist by any means, but just kind of reading about it. And um, there, there was even like. I mean, you literally just need kind of sugar and water to, like, make a starter base. They were even just like, t- here's how to make a sourdough starter, like, from an apple. Or just, you know, things like that. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, I, 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 that, I've been kind of thinking of that, too, as, like, kind of the bright side of the quarantine and, and everything here. Of Exactly like you were saying, Joel, like, being able to stay home, kind of everything slowing down. Like, people just having time for things and, and kind of getting to... Oh my god, that sounds like my house. <laughs> it's like nothing, because I, I was saying I'm like right next to the road, it's like nothing, 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 fucking loud motorcycle, and I'm just like, I hope that you're just, I, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to say kill all the motorcyclists, just the loud ones, I don't know, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely one good part is, is, just kind of that whole that whole slowdown. I know there's a lot that's tough for a lot of people, but um, and yeah, same here. Video games huge. I've been playing a lot more MLB The Show. I've been doing those like the moments thing for the Diamond Dynasty, which I typically just do Road to the Show and franchise, and now I'm like kind of branching out on all the the different game modes, and I'm really enjoying it. So it's I, I can finally sort of hit. I'm not totally terrible. <laughs> it's always good. Yeah, I want to hear more about the show because I used to play it a lot and then I realized I was playing it a lot <laughs> and I forced myself to not buy it. So the most recent one on my shelf, I can see it from here, is MLB 15. Ooh, so it's changed It's a lot. been a few years. It's yeah, very It's just I, I was putting hundreds of oh, hours yeah. into it. Oh, yeah. Just way too much. I was like, I got to. I gotta stop. So every time, every time the like trailer comes up the new one, I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, <laughs> you've learned. You remember, remember the damage you caused. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. Did it I would say, like, I want to hear about it. Right. I want to live vicariously. Oh, I don't yeah, think Diamond no. Dynasty was in the 15 edition. I think that came in, in in 16, which was the first show game I played. Um. So did did do you remember yeah. that one? Tony, where you'd like collect cards and you'd like make your team out of the cards and you'd play. It's kind of like Madden Ultimate Team, or I don't it's think like so. Madden Ultimate Team. I don't. 
I don't think so, because didn't that start in, like, FIFA or something? And uh, Anyway, I don't think so. Maybe. I remember the, the big mode that I played was, like, Road to the Show. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, create your player. Create your guy. You know, yeah, you that was through the miners and all that. Same. So I don't think there was Diamond Dynasty. I mean, hold. Let's get our research department on this. <laughs> That's a good idea. While you look that up, though, um, so I did start a... I started a Padres franchise, and of course, as we all expected, um, opening game, uh, Eric Hosmer hit a walk-off home run to win it. So that's, you know, as as we all expected, to, would, that's what would we're happen. paying him for. Um, but huh? That's what we're paying him for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's all all that whole. I got one, I mean, side tangent, but one small nice thing about this is is at least since they're not playing that, like, you know, we're, we're, we're getting closer to that contract being over, which means it's a lot easier to trade that contract, especially because I think the last, like, three years, it's like 12 mil a year, so I can get down with that. But, um, but yeah, it's franchise is pretty fun. I did road to the show a lot, um, but I've been trying to do the Diamond Dynasty stuff a little more because it's... Uh, I don't know. I've been like learning about it, and it's 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 kind of fun. I played a couple online games and wasn't totally terrible, so I was that encouraged me to to try and do it more. It's a steep learning curve, though. God damn, like, ugh. it looks like uh, Diamond Dynasty was in fifteen. I just never played it. Oh snap! Um, now you can go back and do it for no reason uh, at all because you can't do online. <laughs> Would you guys like to wager a guess who the athlete on the cover of MLB The Show 15 was? Oh, I know that one is. I, 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 I should recuse myself, but I actually know the answer to that one. Is it Roy Halladay? John? It is not Roy Halladay. Okay. It is, is not Roy Halladay. 16? He might be or something, maybe 13. I don't know. 15? Let's give you I mean, five guesses. You get five guesses Mike before Trout I, I yeah, yeah. Johnny, you get, Johnny, you get five guesses. And you've already so, used one. It is not Halladay. All right, I'm assuming Mike Trout was already on one. Yeah. 2014, I think. When was Bryce Harper's really good season? I'm gonna. Oh wait, no, he was on. He was. He was on 19, so he wasn't on 15 as well. Um, oh man, who had a really good 2014? Who even won the World Series in 2014? Uh, um, that won't help you. I'm gonna tell you this: World Series won't help you. <laughs> oh, okay, David Price. Incorrect. No, a good a good oh, guess. Cliff Lee. Nope. When you get to one guess, I'll give you a hint. Okay. You have two guesses. Ah. I have two guesses. Um, 2014, Ryan Braun. I think it's already past his good years at that point. Nope. Okay. What's my your, hint? Your hint is outfielder. Ooh. Um, okay, that's an acceptable hint. I'm okay with that. Because you're mm. still not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, so it's one of those, like, he was really good for one season and, like, hasn't been good since oh, okay. then. Maybe I gave it away. Oh. Crap. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, man, 2014. Who was good in 20? I don't even remember that far back. Um, You're going to kick yourself when you hear it. I know. Uh... Matt Kemp. <laughs> no, but you're close. Solid. You're oh, no. close. A drum roll, please. Uh, the oh, answer Puig. is Yasiel Puig. <laughs> you were very close. Ah, oh, dang. 
That actually is close. I completely forgot that Puig was on the cover of anything. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is. <laughs> I would not he, have expected that. He uh, still unsigned, right? Yeah, he was I never signed so. prior to. Because he's always a free agent in um, in the show when I'm playing franchise. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um. All right. So today we're going to be talking about kind of whatever, uh, just because <laughs> there's no there's no real baseball to talk about. So uh, it's just kind of all hypotheticals and fun stuff. Uh, but we're going to actually start with a game uh, that I've been. It's it's similar to like a, it's it's a version of Fuck Mary Kill basically. Um, it starts it cut. You get three players. You can start one. You can sit one. And you can cut one. Uh, and whether that's physically or metaphorically, you know, it's completely up to you. Uh, so we're going to start... <laughs> we're going to start with a good one. And then uh, go from there. So mm-hmm. the first starts it cut. I like this one because the Padres are known for having good bullpens. And so we're going to start with three recent very good bullpen arms. Um, the starts it cut options are Kirby Yates, current closer, Brad Hand, former it's closer. Oh, it's four o'clock according to my MacBook. I'm gonna mute that now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so Kirby Yates, Brad Hand, and Heath Bell, uh, who was basically each uh, predecessor there. Uh, so you can start one, you can sit one, and you can cut one. Uh, I'll give you guys some time to think, and whoever has their three, just let me know or talk or whatever. Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, All right. So I think this one is just perfectly right down the line. I think uh, I go Kirby 8 start, Brad Hand sit, and then cut Heath Bell. Um, I think Brad Hand and Kirby 8s were both superior to Heath Bell. I don't know. Maybe it's it's just too far out from, from Heath Bell's time to... Uh, it's it, it sort of clouding my uh, memory of him. Uh, I do remember that slide into the mound in the All Star game. <laughs> uh, so I mean that that definitely uh, <laughs> makes it a tougher decision. Uh, but no, I think <clears throat> I think both Brad Hand and Kirby Yates are much better than than Bell was. Um, where it comes down to start versus sit, I guess is where this one gets a little bit trickier. Um, and I would start Kirby Yates because uh, while both of them are excellent closers, I feel like Kirby Yates is just a picture of consistency, whereas Brad Hand. Like it was just a wild ride every time he went out there. You weren't sure if it was going to be, you know, uh, three men or two men on and uh, and two outs, and you know the game on the line. He's going to blow the save, or or if he's going to lock it down for you. Um, and then you know sometimes uh, sometimes he'd get all those uh, men on base and he would blow the save. Uh, gosh, it probably wasn't as much as it felt like it was, but it, it was enough to you were always a little bit nervous when Brad Hand was coming in with Kirby Yates. It's it's not like Trevor Hoffman levels, but he, it's like he's got this. You know, you know he's more than likely not going to give up the uh, uh, the lead and blow the save there. Uh, getting word that my audio is choppy. You can cut that out, Johnny. Do I sound like techno, or because you guys were sounding sort of a uh, earlier? You guys were slow for me, and you were sounding kind of techno-y. Ah, oh, there we go. That's Poor okay. <laughs> It sounds like you're a cyborg. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Johnny, I'm kind of impressed you uh, heard it. It's 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 pretty indecipherable on my end. I heard some of it. <laughs> I think I got it. Basically, I think Brad Hanna was a bit inconsistent, and that was why he gets the sit, and that Yates is more consistent, and uh, Heath Bell, I can't... I, I, I think I missed that part. I might have been laughing at that point because it was really funny after a certain amount of time it just made me laugh um i wonder if joel's trying the old switch right now to a different network he might he might but no i'm actually yeah i'm looking at it right now too um i mean i would and and i would agree actually i think with joel because i i think i would probably end up going about the same way that he did um because i'm looking through here and it I mean, just as far as, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the uh, I, I I think Kirby Yates might end up having a bit of a longer uh, peak there, even though it's kind of late there. It's it's it's, it's happening in his thirties, um, but I think that he's going to have a bit of a longer peak than Heath Bell did. Um, Heath Bell had about it's actually about. Uh, Actually, I'm wrong. He had about five pretty good seasons with us, um, but really only about three of those were were um, whereas the closer because he was backing up. I believe he was still backing up Trevor at that point um, in in 2007 and 2008. Uh, but uh, but I could I could definitely see. I mean, Kirby Yates were already basically about. Three years into that, um, into the Kirby Yates experiment, he had his two years backing up Brad Hand, um, and now he's, you know, he, he was the closer last year, uh, had a one, <laughs> this is ridiculous, I love looking at his numbers, a 1.19 ERA uh, and a uh, .89 whip with 15 strikeouts per nine, so that is, that's insane, um, uh, Heath Bell's best season Still actually quite good as well, 1.93 ERA, but a 1.2 whip. Um, so definitely gave up a, a little more, a little more hits and walks than uh, than Yates did. Um, and then same thing there with uh, with Brad Hand uh, in 2007 had a 2.16 ERA and a 0.93 uh, whip. Uh, so I mean, all of them, you know, all of them really good. But I think Yates might end up being the most dominant. Hand I like is on the bench as my lefty, and then Heath Bell uh, also quite good, but I would just take Yates over Bell, and that was that. That that's ultimately I think why I land there. How about you, Tony? Uh, I think I slightly disagree with you guys. Uh, in one way, Yates is definitely the start. I think he is the elite option there, and then I would sit Heath Bell because he's tired of running to the mound all the time, so he needs a good sit. <laughs> And then I would cut Brad Hand, and it's really close, and part of me is just trying to give an answer that's different from you guys, but I, like I remember him pretty <laughs> fondly, and uh, when you said, the, oh, he actually had five good seasons with us, I was like, yeah, I remember it being like a good stretch of time. And yeah. I mean, Hand was with us for, what, three? Two? Three years? Uh, Hand, let's see, oh, let me go back over to Brad Hand. Yeah, it was only, yeah, it was only like three, yeah, like two and a half seasons, basically. Yeah, and I know so. he's been pretty good for Cleveland, but I just think there's something to be said about consistency with a team and kind of a, a nice run with a team, and uh, I absolutely want to put some respect on that All-Star Game slide, mm-hmm. because it was 
epic. That's so true. I'm gonna go start Yates, sit Bell, cut hand. But I mean, those are we're about to get to some real different categories. <laughs> so this this one is kind of like a you know you you have good options all around. You're cutting a good player regardless. None of these are bad. Uh oh, Corona. There we go. Got the Rona. Joel is still recording. He is switching his device. I saw that. Moving to the <coughs> moving to the iPad. So we'll wait for him. Yes. What's up, girl? You made these? Mm-hmm. Guest appearance. Oh. Cameo. And I just did it with one bread. You did it all with one bread? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can Are these I, jelly and butter? I can jelly. see the little hand. Peanut butter and jelly? Ooh. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. Wow. Peanut butter and jelly? You want to come I, over here? Let's. I had a PB&J today. You had a PB&J today? You want to say hi to Tony? I did. No, 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 no. What do you like to do, Ari? What's your favorite things to do? Watch Pokemon. Dinosaur King, which is basically mm. it's got all the voices from Pokemon in an absurd, ridiculous show, which is basically Pokemon with dinosaurs, but it's got like all these nice. Voices, so. That really sounds cool. great. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> your eyes, your eyes are filled with life as you describe it. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Has the hair doesn't sound like the boss of Team Rocket. No, yeah. it's a different boss, huh? Mm-hmm. But it's still got Jesse James, Meowth, all the, all the gang, really. You know. Wait, Meowth is in the dinosaur show? So it's got not like really Meowth, but it's like the voices of all those people. So like, oh, it's okay, got the I see. Voice I see. Of Ash, Miss, Misty, Brock, all of Team Rocket, like. But not the boss. But not the boss. Not the boss. Not, not the boss. No, not the boss. What's it, what's it called again? Dinosaur King. Dinosaur King. Yeah. Dinosaur King is your destiny. Yeah. Dinosaur King is what you want to be. Yeah. I'm look. I'm looking this up right now. It's Dinosaur also got a line King. In the theme song. These fossils are colossal. The presence in the past. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. I don't. I. I need to look it up. I'm sure it's like Korean or some weird like. Not the Joel, we're... Hey, look at that! It's you and Grandpa, huh? Look at that! I have a little, um... I have a slideshow of pictures as my computer background. Joel, we're talking about the Smash anime series Dinosaur King. Yeah, do your, do your boys watch Dinosaur King? Sorry, he cut out. What, we were talking about the what? Dinosaur King! Yeah, what? Dinosaur King, that's what you want to be. It's an anime that Ari's into, <laughs> apparently. Dinosaur King. I love it. All right. Dinosaur King. Oh, my God. There's cards. Are you kidding? It's a card-based arcade game from Sega. Yeah. From mid-2000s. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like... Okay, so this basically is just Pokemon. This is an anime this podcast now. There we a, go. This is a Dinosaur King fan podcast. I stay on <laughs> Dinosaur King. 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Max Taylor is the son of paleontologist Dr. Spike Taylor and is a fan of dinosaurs. <laughs> Upon falling out of bed one morning, he sees something crashing into the woods with his friends and fellow D-team members Rex Owen and Zoe Drake. 
They find strange stone and egg-shaped capsule containing a Triceratops card. Oh. And it turns into a real Triceratops. And then when he rubs it again, it turns back into a card. Blah, blah, he has to blah. rub it? He has to rub his dinosaur? He rubs the card. He rubs, <laughs> just caresses the card. I don't know about that. You're not making this any better, Johnny. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, it's like, I'll, I'll, I watch it. They have these little, it's like about the size of a Pokemon, but it's a dinosaur, and it'll, like, come hang with them. And then when they, like, fuck around with the card, it turns into, like, a full-size dinosaur, and then it battles, and yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's what, Yugi meant when he said heart of the cards. That sounds. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's time to duel. caress those cards. <laughs> yeah. Does he ask for consent of the card? Yes. People also ask. <laughs> I Google search Dinosaur King, and the first question is Is Dinosaur King a ripoff of Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a giant fucking ripoff of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the original cast for the, the voiceovers? Yeah. yeah. It's got the mm-hmm. it's got the one from the uh, the original Pokemon, yeah. This is strange. I gotta see Wait. this. Yeah, Johnny. No, more importantly, weird. pivoting off of Dinosaur King, I never found out what jelly was in Ari's PB and J. Oh, she said blackberry. Oh, yeah, very nice. I respect good, the choice. Missed a good cameo, Joel. Ari came in. She shared her homemade PB and J that she apparently made herself because she's one bread. Yeah, one, one bread one only. Piece of bread. Fold it over. Piece of bread. Yeah, the fold over. I taught her the fold-over sandwich. That's so excellent impro- uh, improvisation by Ari. I'm impressed. Torn into four pieces. It was very nice. I respect the blackberry choice. That That's a unique pick. I was basic that's, today and went with strawberry, so. That's 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 because of me. I usually get blackberry when I go to fries. I was always uh, grape jelly as a kid. I, thought, I always figured mm. that was the default jelly, but I don't know. Yeah. Now. Mm. I think it is. Okay. Is it really? I don't know. We're now like when they talk about jelly. Maybe yeah. Stra- I feel like it's strawberry or grape. One of those two. We're now a, a, a raspberry jam household for PB and J. That's Danny, the best. Get the seeds raspberry. in there. Get a little bit of crunch. Yeah. That's pretty good. Danny tried once. She got this. Um, it's from Costco. It's like this triple berry thing. I don't get it. Just whatever you do, don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> triple berry huh it was t- it, but it was like three things that like shouldn't go together i don't know it was like cherry blueberry and something else weird uh, uh. and i was like no no these are not good <laughs> hey do you want to taste the worst of three different fruits I was, yeah it's like, we put them all together this is it was, I mean, I love the idea, though, because, like, Costco jelly is just a big-ass jar, and we have, like, three kids, so we need... <laughs> it's an industrial drum full of jelly. jelly. I mean, we, we bought, like, the two giant, uh, uh, like, the two-pack of peanut butter, and that thing was already gone in just a few weeks. Because, you know, they're monsters. So. Who on the Padres do you think has the weirdest favorite jelly? I already have a pick mm. in my head. Mmm. I want player and jelly type. Okay. It's Will Myers. It has to be Will Myers. And I was thinking <laughs> he's Will probably Myers like too. peach. He probably does peach jam. <laughs> I I have a respectable counter. I have a respectable counter. I think it's Matt Strom, and I think he likes apricot. <laughs> I was gonna say if maybe um, the elevator. Uh, am I even gonna say his name right? Kazuki's. I don't even know. Oh, Mahita? Uh, Makita? Makita? Yeah, Makita? Yeah. Makita? 
What, like... <laughs> I was going to try and say his whole name, and I was like, Kaz is something. Um, Kaz- Kazuhito, I think. Um, Kazuhiso. Uh, I feel like he, he could be, like, down. He's like, no, I like a red bean paste. Like, I don't like jelly. Mm. <laughs> <I> like... <laughs> that seems like but it'd be more a peanut butter substitute than a jelly substitute for me. Yeah, that's true. It does true. seem like it. Red bean paste and jelly. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but I do not accept that answer. I need a jelly answer, Johnny. <laughs> Will Myers is a great choice, though. Yeah, yeah. Ever since the uh, the white queso incident, I am immediately suspect of all of his food choices. He is not a culinary expert. <laughs> I can see him... <laughs> I can see him... <laughs> like... Marmalade or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know, like putting out fruit roll-ups on the peanut butter or something. <laughs> like, yeah, this is my jelly. Uh, what, what are you talking about? It's not normal. <laughs> he like squeezes some gushers onto peanut butter or something. <laughs> I'm horrified, but I also kind of want to try it. <laughs> That's a lot of gushers though to make one sandwich. That's like the whole box of gushers. <laughs> And they're mixed, quote-unquote, flavors. So who knows what it tastes like at the end. I think the goo is all the same flavor. It's just, right? I mean, it's just sugar, right? It's just sugar. Corn syrup. It's just it's just dyed sugar, yeah. Just get a bottle of Caro and dump it on your sand. Mm-hmm. But then you don't get to pop the gushers like bubble wrap. That would be the most fun for no. me. No, that is, that is the joy. Mm. That's the reason you buy them. <laughs> right. Will my, yeah, peach. Yeah, that's a that's a strange jelly. I don't even know if they make it. Honestly, I just threw that. I, I think I was thinking apricot like you were, and just defaulted to peach in my brain. I feel like someone has. I mean, there are a bunch of weird like goldenberry, and it's like that's that's not good. Give me <laughs> strawberry. Give me give me raspberry. Come on, give me give me the basics. I feel like even raspberry nope. is a little bit on the fringe. Like it's good, but Ra- raspberry is it, it, it could be considered a a, a fringe jelly. I feel like really it's strawberry and cream. Those are oh, those yeah. are those are your flavors. Those are your building blocks. Those are the powerhouse, yeah. The power duo. Everything else you're you're just trying to be cool. You're trying to be like, oh I put <laughs> mount mountain berries on mine. It's like okay. Alright, dude. Congratulations. You drive up to Julian to get fucking mountain berries for your PB and J's. Right, right. But is it crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Oh creamy, all the way. Oh, yeah. okay. Hmm. Yeah, I try. I, I thought I liked crunchy. I, I think I like the idea of crunchy peanut butter, but spreading crunchy peanut butter on just untoasted bread is the nightmare <laughs> to end all nightmares. It makes me want to kill myself every time. Every time. That's respectable. <laughs> if you're going to toast the bread before you make your PB&J, I think crunchy is a fine choice. But yeah, I don't want to massacre my I bread. I do toast my bread. I do toast my bread, and I do go crunchy. So we, we at least align there. I'm 100% in on crunchy. Nice. And I like a lot of pulp in my orange juice. I don't know why. Oh, hell yeah. Those are combined. <laughs> pulp is great. I, the best. Pulp. I'm an equal opportunity orange juice drinker. I, I, I can see the merits to all. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Pulp, I, and I know this is like marketing, but pulp makes me feel like it's actually real. Yeah. When I get no pulp orange juice, I'm like, this is... This is sugar. This is sugar water. You've dyed it orange and you've given me sugar water. Which is orange juice. (laughs) Neither orange nor juice. Tampico. That should be their motto. (laughs) Uh, Johnny, while you were gone, we decided that Will Myers is too weird 
even for Peach, and that he probably does something like squeezing out gushers on uh, his peanut butter. Or like orange marmalade or something. Oh, I said we that said too. Marmalade yeah. too. <laughs> yes. Totally. So now, yeah. now that we've taken all possible answers, Johnny, what's your answer? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Johnny's like, I think it's Bud Black and it's dirt on his sandwich. <laughs> Sardines. Oh my gosh. Um I could randomly see like Tommy Fam just like having some I don't I don't know what it would be or like Manny Machado just being like there's this very rare kind of like certain it's like oh fig jelly is actually amazing and they just don't sell a lot of it so it's expensive. I can I can get behind that. I, I was going to say I thought about going Machado but specifically with that terrible like mutton chop facial hair he's got like only that version of him like i just imagined him at the kitchen counter and he's got that terrible weird facial oh, hair man. and he's wearing some very expensive like gucci suit or something so and he's like all right i've got my peanut butter and now i've got my plantain jelly and you're like, what the f- <laughs> i didn't even know that existed oh, yep. he's God. like it doesn't it's a million dollars a bottle uh, meanwhile, you've got Brian Mitchell with the uh, that like gelatin that you get at the bottom of a rotisserie chicken when you put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> Jelly. This is fine. <laughs> let, let me, stop telling me how to eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Let me eat it my way. <laughs> because you want protein, all right? Brian, this is horrible. Everybody recognizes this is a terrible sandwich. You need to change. <laughs> Listen, everything would just be fine if everyone would let me put gelatin in my sandwiches. <laughs> Can we nickname this segment Padre's Pantry from now on? <laughs> I'm going to definitely add that in the show notes. Let's see. I, don't know, I don't know how long we've been talking food, but I feel like it's been long enough to warrant a segment of its own. Yes, Padre's Pantry. Don't worry, it's only been like 20 minutes of food time. What's in the Padres pantry for this week? Oh my gosh, yeah. That'd be hilarious. Let's see. Okay, so let me go to our next start sit cut, which uh, the names aren't as aren't as good as the first. <laughs> <laughs> good so, is a word. Oh boy. Uh, so we're going to do a start sit cut. I mean, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to have some solid bullpens over the years. Uh but it's safe to say that the talent at other positions has been a bit lacking. And this is one of them. We're going to look at some second basemen uh, in our start-sit cut. Our three choices to start, sit, or cut are the always-rememberable Orlando Hudson, uh, the recently retired Ian Kinsler, I can say a name, and the jerk store, Jed Jerko. Uh, so you got to cut <laughs> one, you got to sit one, you got to cut one. Hudson, Kinsler, Jerko. Whomever would like to go first whenever you're ready. I think I'm going to yield the floor to Tony because I feel like he's going to be very passionate about this one. (laughs) Cut! (laughs) I think it's got to be... Oh, boy. It doesn't have to be, but I'm going to (laughs) go... I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) Do it. I'm going to start the Jerk store. Okay. Jed Jerko. I am. Oh, I'm not going for that big of a curveball. Trust me. We'll, we'll get there. I am starting Jerko. I am sitting Hudson where he firmly belongs. And 
Ian Kinsler is cut at hit <laughs> 1,999. He will not get his 2,000th hit. He does not deserve it. He does not deserve a spot on any team. He doesn't deserve a spot in any MLB office. He should be cut from MLB entirely. I will not forgive him. And I'm sure he caused Luis Urias' injury. <laughs> it's Tanya Harding style? Oh, some way. We don't have all the details. We don't know. We don't know what happened to his wrist. I'm really happy it's not our problem. But I guess it's not really the Brewers' problem either because they're not playing games. It all works out for everyone. So my answers are start jerk, sit Hudson, cut Kinsler. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think I am also going to cut Kinsler. I think the only potential way he might make his way into the conversation as being a starter of Sid is if we could get, like, you know, any of the, the – it doesn't even necessarily need to be his prime, but any of the point of his career where he was actually still pretty good and had some semblance of uh, wanting to actually play baseball. Um yeah, I mean, it could have even been the later Tigers years, uh, but no. It, 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 I mean, I think the the spirit of this exercise, right, or this uh, this hypothetical, is that we get the the version of each of these players that was on the Padres, right? Like, I think there was a, a point in Orlando yeah. Hudson's career where he was actually a pretty good, uh, at least above average, ball player. Uh, but we can't use that either. Uh, we need to use the Padres Orlando Hudson, um, which is considerably less good. Uh, but he did have the heart. So because of that, I'm actually going to throw a little bit of a curveball here. I would start Orlando Hudson for all those butt slaps, turning double plays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It was one of my favorite things about him on the Padres. And uh, I would sit Jerko because uh, he actually hits into double plays at a ridiculous clip. Uh, and then, of course, I will cut Ian Kinsler. All right. I you know what's a sad thing? Yeah. Really? If you had put... Alexi Ramirez in this exercise it would have been broken for being too easy mm. think about how bad oh, yeah. the options have to be oh, yeah. if if that is your de facto choice as a yeah. winner oh god I forgot about Alexi Ramirez that would have been a good sh- yeah because I, I, I was looking at I think, I think he played shortstop I was looking at he did maybe I should have done him with Mark, uh, Marcus Giles that other one that I did with Bar- Jason Marcus. Bartlett Alexi Ramirez oh my god Marcus Giles would have been a good one although he actually, and I'm going to look him up too, I think he had like at least one half-decent season with us. I mean, but obviously there's all the off-the-field stuff, so. Um, whoa, that was, did you know that his season with us was his last season in the majors? It doesn't surprise no, me, but never I didn't know that. In, in the majors after that, wow. He was actually totally terrible too, 230, 300 on base. Yeah, no, he was, he was bad. What's up? Okay, cool. I'll put it up once we're done. Um, oh my god, Marcus Giles has found his way to Johnny's living room. and th- Oh my god, they're in a fight right <laughs> oh now. Oh god, Marcus, no. <laughs> Sorry. I know this hurt you more than it hurts me. <laughs> I'll tell everyone I walked into a door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, I didn't know this, but Baseball Reference is doing little sim, is doing a simulation of the league. Uh, what? Powered by Out of the Park 21. Oh, we oh. about this. And so That's kind of cool. Through through um, 17 plate appearances so far, Jed Jerko is batting 385 with a 471 on base. 
What the f- <laughs> get the fuck out of here? No. No way. Listen, Milwaukee is platooning him and he's got two homers, two doubles. Those are four of his five hits. <laughs> is he just playing the Padres oh, every fuck game? This. I mean, they they have us in last. Uh, OPS. Yeah, I don't even know. Cuz that seems to be the only time he can uh, actually this- hit is when he faces the Padres. Yeah. I, I feel like that. It's like a five-game series oh, no. against the Padres, and that's why his stats are so good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just doing okay. a full simulation on Out of the Park. But, uh, okay, so mine, I think, is actually different from everyone else's. Uh, so I... Oh, look at him smiling. I know what he's going to do. I know what he's going to do. I think I'm actually being too cute here. Don't um, do he's it. He's going to do it. But do it. I'm bracing for impact. Ian, I won't start Ian Kinsler. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. No, but I am going to. I think I'll start Orlando Hudson, and I'm going to bench Ian Kinsler, and I'm going to cut Jerko. Which sounds so we can go crazy. to another team and kill us. I mean, basically, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he was just hot garbage with us. Um. He actually, I was looking back, he did have that, he had like 23 home runs in that rookie season, which was why we were all so excited. Um, how many How many ground into double plays did he have? How many? Oh my goodness, <laughs> let me actually bring that up here, because I'm sure it's not far down the list. Standard. Makes Hosmer look like he's in Little League. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Uh, let's go to advanced batting stats. You could set your watch to it when he would come up to the plate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, seriously. Ratio batting. Da, 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 da. Ground into double plays. Okay. So he grounded into a double play 14% of his, I'm assuming, plate appearances in 2013. 14%? Uh, yeah. 16% in 2015. Yeah, I mean, just constantly 12, 13, 14%. What? For yeah. reference, what is what is Hosmer's? Yeah, I, I got to know. know. Yeah. Oh, good question. Okay, uh, so 13 or 14 for... 14 is the benchmark. Yeah. One season of almost 16, and... Let's see, who's in what situational batting? There we go. Uh, Hosmer, actually, he's been around. He was at 14% in 2018, his first year with us. Wow. 10 in the second year with us, but was at 15.7 in 2016. So. Oh, yeah. Damn, Jerko was pretty bad. I mean, I, I that's yeah. weird. I did not remember him as that bad of a ground ball yeah. killer. It was, it, it, yeah, it, it was surprising. So. I just because his his best years were after he left us and his on base is atrocious. Um, Shocking. Because in fourteen and fifteen it was a two eighty on base and then in fifteen it was a two ninety seven with a three thirty three oh. slugging. So it's like oh. not even. What what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I mean he's basically just had he's had a couple good seasons with the with the Cardinals, but. Um, but even la- yeah, I mean, just yeah, not that great, not that great. So I'm gonna take the O dog and uh, and Ian Kinsler for the veteran leadership, um, and some some talent. I feel like at, at the very least with those guys, you get good defense, and Jerko is fine. But you know, O dog and Kinsler are gonna give me better defense. I think so. I guess I'll go them. 
cut cut Jerko. Cut the jerk store. <clears throat> How can you cut someone with such a nickname like the jerk store? <laughs> it's such a good one too, I know. It is O Dog and the Jerk Store should be. That's like a that's like a morning radio like O Dog. <laughs> hey, you're on with O Dog and the Jerk Store. <laughs> More than zoo. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so. Um I don't know, we'll we'll see speak you know, we have another veteran there this season pro far. We'll see uh how that goes. Did we we did sign Brian Dozier, right? That's not just what I'm doing in the, in, in the show. We've, we did we did sign him. Feel free to, to, to do those more with your friends. I'm sure there's a lot of shitty Padres players you can do that with. There are many. You can build five years of Padres teams off of the discarded trash we've started across the years. I want to move on to our next little kind of question here, which is something that Major League Baseball is is grappling with right now. You didn't like the end of Dinosaur King, really. What happened? So you, you reached the last episode and now it's done? Is that what happened? Okay. Oh, I hate when that happens. In the bath. Shower. Okay, so you want dinosaur king, but it's all done, and you want me to restart it? Okay. Hang on, I'll be right back. Dinosaur king. Hi. Hi. I don't know if she can hear us. I don't know either. <laughs> but we respond as if she can. And that's all that matters. All right, so our uh, next topic is something that Major League Baseball itself is also grappling with, which is, would you bring back the season, and if so, how? Um, so do you guys already have any uh, thoughts on that? <sighs> I do have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, and there's, I don't know, there's, this conversation is probably happening. I feel like there's probably an inflection point um, where after a certain date, if things are still locked down, they're probably just going to scrap the entire regular season. I don't know what the calculus is on MLB's side as to like how many games before they call it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would be pretty aggressive. Well, not aggressive, conservative. I think I would hold out. I feel like if you, if you could even get like a half season, if you could get 82, or sorry, 81 games, I think that's still worthwhile. Um but uh, I, I think that might be the tipping point. So if you can't get a half season in with a reasonable amount of effort, um, then I think you probably just scrap the regular season. Um, you, I, I feel like any kind of play is going to need to be in empty stadiums because this thing isn't going to ease up um, as quickly as I think any of us really want it to. Um, but I think my solution, uh, if we do hit that tipping point to where we need to say, ah, let's scrap the regular season, um, is one it's i say mine it's it's already been kicking around out there but it's one that i subscribe to is uh this sort of round robin tournament with the entire league um to get to a championship uh march madness style if you will um i think it'd be a, i think the best way to do it though would be a double elimination um where you've got a loser's bracket that can then continue to work its way through and make its way to the championship um yeah that way you you know you get a i, I think you get a 
obviously not as much baseball as any of us would want, but I think you get enough meat on the bone to where it would be a pretty satisfactory, uh, satisfactory, a satisfying experience for the fans, right? And knowing, you know, when you lose one, if you lose one series, you're not just automatically out. That's that's the problem with doing it single elimination style. Is you've got a whole bunch of teams that get what four games of baseball potentially, and they're done. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that might be the best way to do it if you run out of of time to do a full or even. Um, well, full's out the window, I think. But uh, if if you run out of time to be even able to do an abbreviated season uh, in a reasonable time frame with reasonable effort, um, I feel like a double elimination tournament's the best way to do it. I like that. How about you, Tony? I like that idea a lot. Um, personally, my opinion is of the much more boring variety. Uh, I just think they should scrap it simply because even if you hold games with uh no fans i don't see how they can reasonably travel from stadium to stadium without putting themselves and others at risk just like flying anywhere would be i know obviously they have their own you know private planes and everything but they still have staff working with the team i mean you're talking about like uh Equipment, people in the locker room, uh, press that then have to report in some way either to the games or some kind of correspondence there. I feel like it just ramps up everything in a way that uh, we are not ready for yet. It's pretty simple. There just has to be mass testing, and we don't have it. And until we do, I don't think there should be mass gatherings or mass movements of people. Um I think they're doing the best they can with like the Padres doing like a simulated game with Don and Mud calling it. Those have been really fun. Those are a great idea. It's super easy for them to do. I'm sure they're, you know, scratching their own skin off right now, wishing they could call games. So at least it's kind of fun to hear them talk. But I just don't think uh, there's no need to rush. And selfishly, I'm very curious how all of the contracts and service time and all of that shakes out if there is no season at all. So I kind of want to see it go that way just because I'm wildly curious what will happen. And if it means a group of billionaires loses money, then I'm for that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. I think Uncle Ron can afford to lose some. Heads will roll. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wonder if he'll count this season as a heads will roll. Season. Yeah, sorry, sorry, AJ. I needed playoffs this year. Like, Listen, you got me zero wins. You're fucking fired. And he'll say, you know what? I also got you zero losses. <laughs> so we're tied for first. I don't know. Tied for first place in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. Tied for the best record in the majors, Ron. What the fuck do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see I, I, both of you guys' points there. Just as far as I think the danger, it, I mean, genuine danger to the players and to the staff of of, of potential travel. Um, but damn, a missed season. That it's such a bummer, <laughs> especially because we started the clock early on on Paddock and Tatis last year. So it's like I really want to get that, you know, value essentially. At least we didn't get bets. Um, yeah, I know. That is actually another thing that I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, the last year of bets' contract, and probably at least half of it is going to be gone due to due to all of this, which is uh, which is kind of hilarious. But 
I kind of like I, I do like that tournament style idea. I wonder if they could because they have talked about doing something out here in Phoenix with the spring training stadiums, where if they did, <clears throat> and I would say started sooner than later just with the heat here, but if they did do some mm. kind of tournament, if they just did it here to where the teams when they're traveling are just traveling by bus or some you know just in their own personal vehicles or something like that, um, I could I could maybe get behind something like that uh, if it was just a quick like maybe a two three week tournament, say you know like you were saying double elimination but they don't have to travel so much. Um, if that at least gives us you know some baseball this season. I would say maybe if they didn't do it now, do it maybe in October when the playoffs would be. And, you know, because the weather's a little better here. Because straight up, I mean, July, like, 8 p.m. is still 105. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Um, so, so like, don't don't try to start the season here in the middle of July, like, in Phoenix. That's the stupidest idea you could, you could have. Um, but if they did something in September, October you know a lot of night games or something where where it's a double elimination tournament and they don't have to travel by plane and you know it's obviously we understand it's not a real season but it's just something uh that could be fun i don't know if it's worth it but but that would be fun to see um i i i have also been pleasantly surprised by all the simulations though that is uh i feel like that's part of why i've been playing mlb the show so much is it's like it just it, it gives me that baseball fix so yep yeah i but but i agree i mean it i would rather not have a season than put people players or otherwise in danger so really just don't of course there's yeah. no point in doing anything until we know that everyone's going to be safe because money doesn't matter it's whatever so um yeah so i, hope, I don't know hopefully rob manfred I don't know if he sees it that way as well. He's a lawyer, so who knows? He just sees dollar bills, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't trust that dude to do anything. No, no, I, 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 I didn't think I would like a, a commissioner worse, uh, or I didn't think I would like a commissioner less than than C-Lig, But uh, here we have Rob Manfred. Yeah, he's got to be thrilled with the pace of play metrics right now, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> games are zero seconds long. Like, that's fantastic. Cut down. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> nailed it, Robbie. <laughs> um so I'll I'll uh I'll move on there. I feel like we kinda covered that pretty well. Obviously a lot of options on how to bring back the season, but I, I, those alone I think are some some potential ideas. Um have you guys taken up any new hobbies or have you had any favorite uh, favorite quarantine activities while you've been home, besides mm. smoking an inordinate amount of marijuana, which <laughs> maybe that's just me, but <laughs> um, new hobbies. I can't really say I have any new ones. Uh, I've been playing a lot more guitar, which is good. It's been a few things where, nice. you know, just things I've wanted to be able to have a little bit more time to do. I've now got a little bit yeah. more time to do them. And um, so we mentioned video games earlier. But, yeah, I've been trying to learn, you know, some new songs, some new licks uh, on guitar. Uh, it's been pretty fun. I'm working on Tornado of Souls by Megadeth right now, which is oh, yeah. Ooh, a fun a one. one. Yeah, I've got basically the whole song except the solo, which is, like, the hardest part, obviously. But <laughs> it's a good time. It's a fun one to play. Uh, especially yeah, when you figure out that, that opening, the opening riff is 
it, it seems harder than it is. You just kind of have to get the flow to it down. And then once you get that, it's, it's a blast. So that's what I've been working on. Um, trying to read, but then I just don't. Yeah. It's like yeah. I, I tell myself I'm going to read more, and then my brain's just like, you did it. You read more. Good job. Now go play some more video games. <laughs> so I get all, read the dialogue in your video yeah, I get all the satisfaction oh with none of the actual benefit, which is great. <laughs> I swear, though, that, like, that, that time that's usually spent commuting... Like, you can just, like, this is just fucking free time I have now. Like, these, like, two, two and a half hours that I was usually spending in the car, like, now I can just do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> little me time. Yep. Which is really nice. We need self-driving yeah, cars. Um, self-driving cars. There you go. I've been, I've been, I tried to play the guitar a little more. I, I hung it up on the wall, so that was good. So I, I look at it now, and it reminds me that I should play it. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been learning Italian on Duolingo. Nice, nice. And, yeah. Molto and... buono. Sure. Molto bene. Buongiorno. Sure. Arrivederci. <laughs> Carbonara. Um. Chef Boyardi. Chef Boyardi. Oh my god. No, to the I, listeners, I'm Italian, so we're not racist. Yeah, okay. no, me too. My grandpa's from Sicily and like is we're good. fluent we're good. We're Italian. I, I'm being very racist. I would love to talk. I'm not Italian. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You can say I have an Italian friend and we will forgive you. <laughs> we all have a lot of Italian friends. Okay, yeah. we get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing that and then, yeah, same thing. Just a lot of family time. Um... Now that oh HBO since they did their little they have like a bunch of free stuff on Hulu now, and oh. uh, and I think it's on like HBO Go as well. But I've been catching up on Veep, so I I uh, it was on Amazon Prime for free, and I watched the first three seasons. But then everything else was on HBO, and now they dropped all that for free. So I'm gonna gonna go through that as well, which uh, really really funny show. So I don't know how about you, Tony? No shows to go to, which I'm like I'm worried about you. It really sucks. I can't even. It really sucks. There, the loss of that, in general, is bad. But there were two in particular that I was really excited about this year. One's been rescheduled, but I mean, I I just don't know. I can't yeah. get excited about it. And also, it was in like the last week of March, so it just barely, just barely missed, and it's been pushed back to October. So we'll see. And the other one hasn't been rescheduled yet, but it's in August. And that's kind of dicey. Yeah. So. I feel like August uh, is actually a little bit more likely than October. I, I'm concerned that that's second wave territory. Yeah. You get the late fall like that's that. That's true. Right. That's true. And then we're looking that's, at. That's actually very And we're looking true. at no NFL football as well. So there could be riots. Could be a good time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> We'll we'll see. Uh, no no new hobbies in particular. I guess I've been baking more. Obviously, as we talked about already, but like not like loaves of bread. I've made like doughs, or I made I had a bunch of bananas that oh, yeah. were getting towards the end of their life, and I was like, I wonder how easy banana bread is. So Turns out easy. It's really easy. <laughs> Like it is really easy. <laughs> it's literally just stir it all together and bake it. Yeah. And like, all right. Cool. I can do this. 
Yeah. Um, I typically don't like baking because it's more precise and it seems really punishing if you mess up. Sorry. Like, just, like, really bad. Like, I've had some doughs that come out and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to eat this because I feel really bad if I just waste it, but I truly don't like this at all. Oh, my God. So, that's probably, like, the only, like, new hobby, if you will. Everything else has just been picking up uh, the other things more often, more video games, um, listening to a lot of music, obviously, trying to replicate anything that feels like a life. been watching a lot of music documentaries, which are very yeah. fun and very... Documentaries in general, actually, just it's nice to learn something. It feels productive in a way where you're just lounging on the couch and you're like, yeah, well, today I learned about, and you can list off some random little thing, and people be like, all right, well, nobody really needs to know that. You're like, yeah, but I do, and I learned about it today. <laughs> so I was productive. But uh, that's probably it. No, I, will, I will talk more about music later in the podcast. Side hint, hint. note real quick, because um, this has also been helping me get through, is... Ken Burns' Baseball, uh, the documentary mm. on the history of baseball, is free for viewing on both PBS.com and I want to say Amazon Prime, but it might be Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's Amazon Prime Video. Yes. One of those two. Um, so if you are missing out on baseball and you haven't already seen or if you've already seen Ken Burns' Baseball, uh, watch or rewatch it on PBS or I think Amazon. Um, yeah, no, I, I had one concert. I was supposed to see The Darkness, which I am uh. genuinely crushed about. Um, I was supposed to see them in a couple days, actually. Uh, uh. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I want to get into the bread craze as well. I've done a little bit of baking, but I haven't done an actual, you know, bread or anything. But Danny thankfully got some yeast, so we've got that, so. Very nice. That dry yeast. <laughs> just doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it's not a. It's not a. It's a, it's a weird ingredient. Like yeast and moist—they're like right in the same. They're just basically they're, the same word. <laughs> they're similar categories. Yeah. Just like a, I don't. I don't love that word. I don't love how that sounds. Can we I don't just love call that a word. Starter? <laughs> <laughs> grab the starter and grab the starter. dissolve it in water and you're like okay it's, it's kind of weird but it starts it that, that makes sense <laughs> oh my gosh all right um so i suppose we should move on to uh to fatherly advice i'm gonna definitely have to think up something so i don't know if anyone has anything but if you do feel free to share uh my fatherly advice is to i'm gonna say it and then explain it but my fatherly advice is look to the past <laughs> and what i mean by that is i've been watching a lot of movies listening to a lot of music and typically i find myself to be a person who is very in the now i don't really revisit older movies uh older than like my childhood which is 90s i mean all of our childhoods are in the 90s yep. but i so like 80s and 70s and definitely like 60s and 50s are just not really a touch point for me at all. But I've kind of made a bit of an effort to try to check out music and movies from those eras just to, 
uh, kind of transport to a different time. And I know that I'm sure some people do some like, yeah, that's the fucking point. How are you just now getting to this? But it is really something to kind of watch a movie from even the eighties, which doesn't sound like it's that long ago. And then you watch it and you're like, wow, (laughs) this feels like a lifetime ago. Even stuff that is like cutting edge for the time, like Blade Runner and alien and, Aliens and watching those and be like, these are like masterpieces, right? You watch them, and you're like, I see it, but it's really hard to see through a 2020 lens. Yeah. Some of them hold up very well. Some of them, I think, don't hold up very well. Um, music, it's a little bit different. I think music holds up a little bit better. Um, I'd say much better. Yeah. I guess it depends on the artist, yeah. but yeah. For sure. <laughs> but uh, you, you don't have the pain of visual effects or uh, editing editing and music hasn't really uh, transformed as much as film editing or film effects have yeah. over 50 years. I think once you get so, synthesizers in the mix is where it starts to sound a lot more dated. Yes. That's, that's the yes, minefield. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's when you get into the 80s and you're like, oh, this is certainly a time. <laughs> this but, is a like, time. Oh my God, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. But like... Uh, Earlier today, I put on Otis Redding, who is uh, like one of the greatest artists of all time, but to me, a blind spot. So just kind of trying to introduce new uh, artists or movies or whatever, books even, of the past uh, into the regimen where normally in my daily life, I just go to whatever the new album is the week that I'm looking forward to, or I want to go see the new movie in the theaters now with much more time and honestly less music and less movies coming out every week it's a good time to kind of uh take account of what's been in the past and uh find a couple of your favorites because uh, it's been it's been easy to find some favorites alien still holds up super well i watch willy wonka and the chocolate factory and it's just fantastic still and then i mean there's so much good music to dig through i could list like a, a million but uh my advice is look to the past Um, wow, yeah. I mean, just to kind of piggyback, I, I'm not giving my father advice just yet. I'll do that in a minute. But um, I, I had a personal moratorium on all Nirvana music for a long time. Mm. It was just so oversaturated on the radio. Um, I, I, I finally uh, I, I got back around to listening to some, some Nirvana uh, in the quarantine, and uh, I think I'm cured. Like, actually, I like them again. I like listening to Nirvana again, <laughs> which is cool. I was listening to Lithium, and I was like, all right, it's it's not like... I haven't heard this for the millionth time. I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's all cumulative, right? But in the last couple months, yeah, yeah, it feels new again. So, like, it was it was really great to be able to uh, listen to that through a new lens. So that's that's another thing too, right? You can kind of go back to things that maybe you were like, oh, I'm sick of this, um, and yeah. listen to those again, and you know, it might be, it might be a little bit better now that we're in this this new and strange, weird time. Uh, like any live recordings now sound ten times better because before I was like, oh, this is yep. horrible. You know, you can't produce it with the same quality as a studio recording. It sounds terrible. But now it's like, I love the energy around it. And I'm like, man, like, there's yeah. thousands of people there in one place, all congregating and just like experiencing that music. And like, I don't know, this is a whole new lens listening to live recordings too. Um, but for my fatherly advice, um, I, I'd have to say uh, be mindful of this time, right? So it's so easy to get kind of lost or depressed. Um, and just feel like, you know, this is, and there are a lot of horrible things about this, this situation that we're in right now. But, um, I I feel like one of the only ways to really maintain sanity through this is to really, 
um, be mindful of the things that are, I guess, opportunities or benefits, uh, because there are some, right? It, it may not seem like it, but having this much time at home to spend with family, um, being able to, you know, spend more time doing hobbies, some of the things we talked about throughout the show today, um, going back into the time capsule and looking through, you know, old classic works that you might not take the time to look at because there's so much new information coming at us all the time in, in a normal environment. Um, it's it's stuff like that where if you're not being mindful and, and intentional about approaching those things, you could waste this extra time that we have. Um, and then it really is kind of just a total shit sandwich, right? Um, and it, it, then it really is nothing but cons. And I think if you can approach it the right way, um, it can be a, just a little bit less shitty and terrible. Yeah, some fatherly advice. I don't know, try it. I guess, like, my personal thing that I've been trying to do is, like, make, not make it all normal, like, pretend like it's not happening, but, like, try and just normalize what's going on um, for your kids. Like, my, my, my four-year-old, she's, like, still kind of like, why are, like, why can't I go to school? Like, why are we all home? Like, why is all, you know? And so it's, it's definitely a weird time to kind of just be like, you know, kind of explaining things and you just kind of, I, you know, I, my, I feel like my explanation is like, well, you know, people are sick and so we're just, you know, all staying home so we don't get sick and, you know, yada, yada. And so I guess just my, my, my actual advice, I guess, because I've been trying to, 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 to do that as well, is just sort of normalize everything as much as possible because obviously kids aren't going to be able to understand everything that's going on. Um, and especially for the smaller ones, like if you're just able to just kind of make it, fun time at home with with mom and dad you know if, if that's what it is um then you know it, i think that'll be really helpful to them so yeah i don't know sort of if you can normalize it you know do so because uh, i think it'll be easier for your kids so that's it <laughs> yeah that's a really good point johnny I, I sat down with um and james and luke are a little bit older than ari but uh, at the beginning when the shelter in place orders came down and uh, we sat down with the kids and we, we told them you know um I mean, we, we tried not to sugarcoat it too much, but we were like, look, things are uh, a little bit uncertain and they're a little bit more dangerous than they used to be. Um, and so things are going to be a lot different for potentially a pretty long time. Uh, so we wanted to kind of prepare them for that. And then, you know, but we said, you know, on the other hand, you know, we're still going to be able to play and we're still going to have fun um, and we're still going to be together. Right. And so uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it did a lot of good. Um, and it's it's hard to tell with kids, you know, because they sometimes they don't really show when things are affecting them in outward ways like adults do. But um, yeah, I, I think it helped um, to be able to just you know prepare them and and, and talk to them, you know, because I mean they're they're not adults, but at the same time they probably understand a little bit more than what you think they do, because uh, again they don't yeah, they don't they show everything. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see when this. Uh when when you know when, when we're allowed to go back out do you so what is what is the rules for california because we were actually thinking about going and visiting at some point maybe within the next few weeks um I, I don't know you guys are out yeah that's it so we're like what are the rules like are you even able to come in from out of state right now i thought i heard that they might have set up checkpoints but yeah. i don't know that could be there's a lot of rumors that are swirling around so i, I don't remember yeah. seeing that i'll have to see their on paper their website or something um, I know we can, it, it's, it feels relatively normal, which is kind of scary. Like, I mean, you're supposed to be able to go out to do essential activities like buying supplies for yeah. yourself, going to get groceries or food. 
Um, but man, there's a lot of people that are out. Um, so when I've gone out to get groceries and you know, that makes me part of the, oh, the problem, yeah. right? But like, it feels like basically a normal day at the grocery store, except everybody's wearing masks and there's tape on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, you know, the toilet paper aisle is completely empty still. That's just utterly astonishing to me. Like milk is recovered. Bread is back. Toilet paper is still gone all the time. I don't understand it. Well, I still shit a lot. Joel, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's not going to change. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my fatherly advice now because you just reminded me of something. If you are having trouble wipe finding, your ass, yeah, that, and if you're having trouble finding toilet paper, um, and you might think this is gross, but like we we did this when we lived in Costa Rica, which is because their plumbing is bad. You like straight up can't in a lot of places you can't um, flush toilet paper because it'll clog it. So you just have to wipe mm-hmm. and then you toss it in the trash. So. If you are having trouble finding toilet paper, or if you're out, get some Kleenex and just wipe your ass with Kleenex and toss it in the trash. It does not smell nearly as much as you think it will. Um, and Do one of those diaper buddies. It's a lot easier than some of the other things. Yeah, like if you just have one of those trash cans with a lid, like you're fine. It will not smell because we did that for six months and it did not smell. Um, so if you cannot find toilet paper use some kleenex wipe your butt with kleenex it's fine like your butt will be fine Just it seems like it would kleenex. be kind of luxurious actually for the uh yeah no it's <laughs> yeah I mean, if, you can, if you can find the like the vitamin e like super soft you know you're you're just like pampering your ass at that point so um but yes yeah, like real real talk like if you cannot find toilet paper just use I'm strongly considering a bidet at this point, more so than I ever oh, have. Yeah. No, you can, and that's another thing. You can buy those attachments on Amazon. I, I think that they've been coming. Yeah, but uh, back to the original point, which was that it, it, in a lot of ways, it seems really normal. There's, there's a lot of people, I mean, not a lot, but there's a non-zero number of people that just don't wear their masks when they're in public, which... Let's see. Uh, and people feel... So out here in, in San Diego, uh, it's been raining it feels like for like a month straight but um it, it's been pretty frequent as far as the, the rain and overcast and so for the first time it's been like four or five days straight where it's been sunny and it's starting to get hot and so people are are uh, i don't know if they, they think it's the you know because it's hot that the, the disease risk is lower or what yeah but they're all coming out of the woodwork and they're like get they're, you know people are uh, getting ready to have parties and like they're not wearing their masks when they're going out to, to shops and things like that and it's just i don't know it, it, it makes me concerned but uh, as, as far as like being able to travel out here again, I'm not sure. Like I think I heard that maybe there were they were setting up checkpoints, um, but okay. I think the policy is supposed to be essential travel only. But essential is such a umbrella term. Like there's some my really surprising things that are considered old, essential. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be like, my grandpa's old. You know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm gonna take care of him. <laughs> right. It works. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's it pretty much i mean for the for the bulk of the show we've gone through everything on the rundown at this point if you want to contact us on social media you can reach us on twitter at dad's talking dads uh email is dad's talking dads at gmail.com again that's dad's talking dads at gmail.com uh don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player uh tell your friends about the show and of course uh, rate and review we love any and all reviews but of course five stars five stars five stars that's what we're looking for so once again for this week of dad's talking dads i'm johnny i'm joel i'm tony 
we remembered how to do this. Thanks again for <laughs> listening. We'll be back next week with more Padres talk and go Padres. <laughs>